go and top that. Such a waste of pretty face, but hanging in your nose face. I wish that you would take a look and really stop that. Top that. Well, stop that. I don't really give up about trying to top that. Top that. Stop that. I wish you finally take a real look and really stop that. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Top That. Tonight's going to be an interesting night. We're on one tonight. Are we? Yeah. See? Already. It's already starting. I can't with you right now. Uh, I'm here always with Derek. Are you? And Sabrina. He is. <laughs> Are you okay. No, you already started it. Say we're on one. Finish it. Anyway, if you want to look at the IG, it's topthatdude at IG.com. Less aggressively, if you guys want to contact us on any social media, we are on Instagram. You can find us at Top That Dude. That's T O P T H A T D U D E. You'll be on one there too. <laughs> I don't feel safe anymore. Oh, of course you don't. Yeah, safe or life alert. Yeah. Safe button. They started it. Um, also, you can email us. Um, not as much action in the email, but that's okay. But the email is topthatdude at gmail.com. Same spelling. Yeah, so normal spelling. Hit us up. Yeah. Just how it sounds. What are we doing tonight? Tonight we are doing top five movie monologues. Or speeches. Or speeches. So, some people did Just speeches. Something, some, <laughs> some people that I won't talk about did <laughs> speeches. Uh, Remain nameless. Just kind of... You know, like a a meaty monologue or speech in a movie that you enjoyed or... Stood out to you for some out. reason. Yeah. I got a couple funny ones. That's why they're in there. Me I too. got a couple serious ones. I have some variety. I didn't put as many motivational, though. I noticed that. Yeah. I think I tried to stay away from that because that's the cliche yeah. speech uh, to me. Is. I had one. I think I had... There are so many, too. Yeah. I have one inspirational one, and it's high up there because it's a really good one. So, I mean, and there's no shortage of good inspirational speeches, but this one is... Yeah, really they're not bad. Yeah. I think I might. I have two. I think... I Well, I just realized my number one and number two are from the same person. Oh. I thought you were going to say the same movie. Hmm. They are. They're all five from the same movie. Well, they're... Alvin and the Chipmunks Christmas special. <laughs> I mean... That's a good special. <laughs> we could probably got, got all 15 from that yeah. special. You guys didn't? I diversified. Diversified then. Well, yeah, this is, I feel like this is going to be a nice one. Or, I mean, maybe an easy one for us. We're all kind of movie buffs in our own ways. Ish. We've seen a lot. Yeah. We retain a lot. We quote a lot. I retain water a lot. He does. He's so fucking fat right now. Yeah, he, you know what he retains is farts. Wow. Fuck both of you. He does not retain <laughs> farts. Okay, that's that's true. There's no retention at all. Derek's what? ass can't retain shit. I can't retain shit. I told you guys we're on one tonight. Yeah. It's going to be a good one. Well, Derek, why don't you start us off? Yeah, start us off. Since you're firing away all night. Fire away then. Your ass is firing away. Top five. Farts. Top five asses. I'll be number one. <laughs> you 
should talk to my neighbor, the accountant. Huge ass. <laughs> Me and J Lo have been going back and forth, one and one A for years. Best ass on the planet. Hi, Wally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are you gonna start us off for real, or are you just gonna look at your phone? How about we do this? Let, let me play a game with you two for our listeners and see if you guys can. Uh, let me read the monologue and see if you guys can. Ooh, uh, I like this game. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is what you call off the cuff. Yeah. <clears throat> and I'm going to try and get the moon because this is one of my favorite movies of all time. <clears throat> okay, you guys ready? Yeah. Do we have to ding in or do we Ooh. wait till you're done? I'll, I'll keep my eye open. Wait till I'm done, but I'll keep my eye open. Whoever raises their hand first, I'll... I'll... Hand yeah. Okay, okay. <clears throat> so in the end, was it worth it? Jesus Christ, how irreparably changed my life has become. It's always the last day of summer, and I've, been, and I've always been left out in the cold with no door to get back in. Or grant you have had more than my share of poignant moments. Life passes. Most people... By while they're making grand plans for it. Throughout my lifetime, I've left pieces of my heart here and there, and now there's almost not enough to stay alive. But I force a smile knowing that my ambition far exceeded my talent. There are no more white horses or pretty ladies at my door. I have no idea what that's from. That's from Blow, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. That's, that's, that's the last thing he says right when he sees his daughter. This was close to making my list, that, but I had no reason for it. I first and foremost, I don't know what we're on tonight. Nate raised his hand, by the way. Three words in immediately. Let let me. Um, I don't know what kind of serious drugs you guys put in my drink or something like that. I've been a good reader since first grade. What the hell? Is I don't know what tonight? was going on with yeah. that. I felt like you might have been having a stroke or something. <laughs> <laughs> but I wasn't going to say anything. Yeah, that was really bad. Um, regardless. Johnny Depp says that at the end of the blow, at, when he gets a sixty-year sentence in, at Otisville for drug trafficking, um, and that's right after that. If you, I'm not going to ruin it for you, but if you've seen it, that's right after that Go huge ahead and ruin it. sucker punch. Yeah, it's, in the movie, it's been out for a while. Yeah, yeah, ruin it. It's when he when he thinks he sees his daughter and they're reconciling, and he's just imagining it, and he's like, it's that three-shot scene where he's hugging her as an adult. And then hugging her as a little baby and then hugging her back as an adult. And she, you know, he's apologizing to her. So um, he lifted that, the very last part, there are no more white horses or pretty ladies on my door. That's from a Beatles song. It's hmm. a good line. It's always the last day of summer and nobody has left a door for me to get back in. There's a song from high school back in my emo, screamo, pop punk days that... It was one of those songs that used the ending that there are no more white horses or pretty ladies at my door as the intro. And then it like went straight in like, and I, I don't know who did it and I can't find it. So if anybody out there in the world knows what song this is, opens with the blow quote, send it to me, please. This is off topic, but hot topic. I've been thinking about this recently a lot about finding music that you used to know when you were in school like high school and stuff and how you can't find it now yeah i had a weird mix cd i don't know how it ended up in the house but it had these weird like rock pop songs on it that nobody knows who the fuck these people were it was just a weird mix yeah and i loved like two songs on it let's do it all the time no clue who sings it don't even remember the title at all and i know i'm pretty good sleuth on the internet i could figure out most things cannot 
find any of that. Like, can't even reach for it in the dark. Interesting. Yeah. I feel like we were in that weird sweet spot of where people were able to start making their and like putting their own music out. And like the start of SoundCloud type stuff to where it was early enough that we could do it, but not early enough that it all like is retained somewhere collectively yeah. in a nice fashion. It's lost somewhere. Exactly. In lost in the web. Yeah. Whereas now it's all, if you put it, I mean, there, I just go on Spotify now. There's so many people that are just random, no-name people. There's totally. a there's a great meme floating around a while ago that I read. It's when a SoundCloud rapper with three followers starts a song with, you already know who it is. <laughs> I love that. It's so good. Three people do. Yeah. Um, but to get back on topic. Wait, uh, wait, wait. Give us one more quote. I want to play this game one more time. What are you talking about? That's Where? my number five. Oh. Oh. I thought we were playing a game. <laughs> We are now in in oh, the gotcha. cast. Gotcha. That was my top five monologue. Yeah. What the fuck are you on? <laughs> I don't know. I, I never heard the top five. I thought we were playing a game before getting into it. That's how we're getting into it. Yeah, that was my that oh, was Now I'm following. There we go. Good for you. Nate yeah. just got sucker punched with some reality. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's, I wonder why you're going so off topic. And I was like, okay, can we get reel it in back to my five? Yeah, my bad. I did not. I thought we were. Yeah. I thought you were gonna give us like three quick, and me and Sabrina were gonna battle it out. No, it's all energy. I knew exactly what you were doing. Yeah. It's um, well, I'm I'm just the fuck up, guys. Okay. Well, you no, dare it? Go every, talk about well, your thing. every every cast hey, has gotta have one. Check this out. I'll give you my number four like that too. Okay. You're quick on below. Let's see if you're quick on the other ones. Um, yeah, that's my number five. I think I said enough about it. It's a, it's a, that's so- a great movie. It's a soccer punch of a scene. I think the, like the three or four people that I've shown that movie to have always cried at that point. It's uh, makes you feel bad. I mean, he he did a lot of bad things, quote unquote. But, but he, he's never the villain in this movie. No, he's no. Like, you never think he's you a cheer, villain. You cheer for oh, yeah, him absolutely. the entire time. Especially yeah. when you figure out he's not doing it to get up anymore. He's doing it so he can have a life with his daughter. Yeah. And and, and that whole, right before that monologue, that's like getting set up by my best friends, that didn't bother me. Getting 60 years of Otisville, that didn't bother me. Uh, you know, whatever. Uh, the thing that bothered me is I broke a promise to my daughter. And it, sh- it shows little Emma Roberts with her suitcase crying on the side of the road waiting for a dad who's never coming. Fuck that. Yeah. Fuck that. So Fuck Penelope sad. Cruz. Ugh. Bitch in that movie. If we're doing top yes. five bitches, you know you'll get top two at least. <laughs> Fucking slut and a bitch. That reminds me of that movie White Boy Rick that just came out. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I mean, he didn't do it for money or for all the shit. He wanted to do it to get his family out of, like being white trash and being poor that movie was different than i thought it was gonna be way different yeah yeah that was gonna be more gangster me too yeah. i thought he was gonna run shit he I, basically just was part of it i thought he was i thought the movie was gonna end when he got shot in the stomach yeah i thought that was it yeah anyway that's uh my five i like that one it's always a good one are we all doing this guessing game i can do it that's all right. i like well, it am i going Am I next? Let's do it. All right. Well, I gotta find this fucking speech now. That's cool. Do you, uh, I'll just. Do you want to wake me up when you're ready? Yeah. Okay. Take a nap. Yeah. Okay. Well. Little cat nap. Yeah. Little cat nap. Little well, this is. I mean, you're both gonna get it right immediately within well, the first. It? We'll see who gets it first. Well, do what you want to do then. All right. Donnie was a good bowler. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> 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 
Good man. <laughs> I'm glad I put this on my number and my runner-up because yeah. I almost put this on my list. He was one of us. He was a man who loved the outdoors and bowling. And as a surfer, he explored the beaches of Southern California, from La Jolla to Leo Carrillo and up to Pismo. He died like so many young men of his generation. He died before his time. In your wisdom, Lord, you took him as you took so many bright flowering young men at Quezon, at Lontoc, at Hill 364. It's just a perfect end cap to the entire movie. Donnie, the passive like character that's in the scenes but isn't really, is still in the scenes but not really. Walter is trying his best to do good, but but he can't help himself. Is an He's asshole, Walter. Yeah. You're not wrong. Yeah. And the dude what the is fuck just are you talking about in the back trying to be a Donnie, a passive. Nobody's so character. pissed. So pissed, but that's the whole movie. That's yeah. what happens to him. He's yeah. just. He wants to just be there, and he I keeps getting screwed. Fucking love when they hug at the end of that. Yeah, dude, I love it. I love it when he turns up. around and he sees him covered in the fucking oh, ash. No. Oh no, I love when he fucking brushes himself for. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, before he turns right yeah. before. Oh. Yeah, fucking gets it off his shoulder. <laughs> and he it's turns around so and sees oh. the fucking mountain of ash, moving oh. ash that the dude has on dude, his face. Um, yeah. And he starts trying to brush his beard and yeah. shit. Oh, God <laughs> damn it, Walter. <laughs> Fuck was all that stuff about Vietnam. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Not in a literal sense, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Dabbled in pacifism mm. once. Uh, is that I mean, your... other than pacifism? <laughs> is that, can I, can I jump ahead? Is, does anyone have any uh, more on their list from this movie? I do not. I don't. I could have. You could have from a bunch of different yeah, places. Yeah. Totally. Oh, yeah. 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 This is a great movie with great... Everything. Mr. Everything. Lebowski it's my favorite movie. Is in seclusion. It's a... Yeah. What makes a man, <laughs> sir? Yeah, you could have pulled from any... That's a good one, though. Do you like um, sex, Mr. Lebowski? Yeah. <laughs> you, mean you mean coitus? You mean coitus? Coitus? No, no, she hit me right here. <laughs> and there are... I understand. And... He's a good man. Please pull down your pants, sir. I'm thorough. Very good. I was expecting that was going to be on one of our uh, lists here. Yeah. it's just, I, For me, it's, it really does sum up the movie perfectly. It's a great ending to it. It's, it's, it is perfect in the way that it, it, it encapsulates all of those yeah. three characters all together yeah. in one speed. <laughs> yeah. Well, also, I mean, it's heavy, but it's funny. And it's it's perfect. I a lot of my well, I wouldn't say a lot. Uh, some of my that I put on my list are exactly that. I love them because of the character in the movie and how true that is to that character. Like it's just like it's perfect. Yeah, it's so good. Number five. Number five. Okay. Um, I don't know. I feel like Derek's going to get this one, but I'm not sure if you're going to know this quote. Um, but I don't know if you've even seen this movie, Nate, so I could be wrong. You ready? Yeah. My number five. I was in the room here one day watching the Mexican channel on TV. 
I don't know nothing about Pele. I'm watching this guy. I'm watching what this guy can do with his ball on his feet. Next thing I know, he jumps in the air, flips into a somersault, and kicks the ball in upside down and backwards. The goddamn goalie never knew what the fuck hit him. Pele gets excited and rips off his jersey and starts running around the stadium, waving around his head. Everybody's screaming in Spanish. I'm sitting. I'm here sitting alone in my room, and I start crying. That's right, I start crying because another human being, a species that I happen to belong to, could kick a ball and lift himself and the rest of us sad-ass human beings up to a better place to be, if only for a minute. Let me tell you, kid, it was pretty goddamn glorious. It ain't the six minutes, it's what happens in those six minutes. Let me let me interject real quick. I'm pissed off I didn't remember this one because this is a fucking, that's, that might be better than anything I have. Like, your number four might be better than anything I have on the fucking list. That is my number, number five. five. That's your, fuck you. Yeah. Fuck both of you. <laughs> I knew exactly where you were going with this and uh, just because we grew up in this movie, but that is such a good fucking monologue that he has. Nate, do you know what that's from? Sounds familiar, but. It's from a movie called Vision Quest. No. And it's an 80s movie and it's a wrestling movie. In that scene, the guy who says that is, um, he's a bus. He's a cook. Oh, yeah. He's a cook in a hotel. And this kid who's in high school, who's a wrestler, is a waiter at this hotel as well. They work together. They work together. He's been been training his whole life, his whole movie for this wrestling match. For this one, like, buff fucking meaty ass wrestler dude. It's like rough. He's he's about to wrestle DK Metcalf. Yeah. And, like, the the guy's a fucking And he's a total underdog. Topical. Yeah. And so he's having this conversation with his coworker about training and this Pele. match. And he uses that example. He, get, he, get, he gets to this point. He get, he, he's training his whole life, and he gets to this point where he, like, stops caring about it, and he's going to, like, leave it all behind. And Otto, which is the guy, the, the, the guy who delivers that speech. Pele. Uh, yeah. Elmo. <laughs> Elmo, that's Elmo's not auto. Yeah. Uh, takes a day off work, and he was like, "Why did you take a day off work to watch me? It's fucking six minutes." And then he delivers that. He's like, "It's it's it's not about the six yeah, minutes. It's, it's what right. you do with the six minutes." And it's super. I felt like I feel like that movie is very inspirational. In not that. not only that, they right when he says that because he's almost starting to get teary eyed when he's talking about that, and he's like, "It's not the six minutes. It's it's right when he says that." Uh, the vibration and the score starts happening, like the uh, and it transitions to the next scene. Like it starts heating up because he's about to. He's like he's he late. he hits it again. At like, this point, he's late to his weigh in. Like he needs to be there, and it's like getting close to match time and shit like that. So it's a the climax. Yeah, yeah. It starts will. to build to the yeah. climax. Movies. If you guys haven't seen this, and not a lot of you have, because it's a fucking eighties. It's not like Breakfast Club gem for the eighties. It's like a little more obscure. One of the best fucking movies you'll ever see. So something that's current that people will be able to tie it into the the purse the doctor who plays Papa in Stranger Things. His real name is Matthew Modine. He's the main star in this movie, Vision Quest. So the wrestler, the wrestler, super likable, super sweet, and also one of the first movies Madonna was ever in. Oh yeah, yeah, she sings in the show. Yeah, she sings. um, Carla Gugino is the love interest of Bad Bitch. Yeah, yeah, it's a great, great movie. Charla Gugino. <laughs> um, also, what's dope Nailed is it. Oscar winner Forrest Whitaker is also on the fucking wrestling team. Oh, yeah. Lazy Eye Whitaker. Yeah. <laughs> Old nappy This sounds eye. like a good movie. Vision it Quest. It's you, so you, good. You, you would like it. Destiny yeah. Quest. I'm, I'm yeah. Destiny Quest. Fucking drug quest in the woods. Vision Quest. Vision Quest. <laughs> 
Oh, fuck. Also, that movie was filmed <laughs> oh, fuck. <Hold> on. <laughs> um, in Spokane, Washington. Shout out Spokane. I lived there for a year and a half. Sabrina lived there for a year and a half. Spokane. Okay, here's my number four. And it's, uh, we've talked about this movie once, podcasts ago. So it's not going to be fresh in your mind. This movie. If it's Batman, I swear. <laughs> it's not. This movie is dog shit except for this. Like, of my father. Except for like three parts. And this is one of the three parts. Okay. You guys ready? Yep. Okay, let me see if I can do this without having a stroke. <clears throat> Yeah, get, get your, clear your Me throat. Unique New York. Troopers. I just received new orders. Our superiors say the war is canceled. We can all go home. Blank is getting paid off for his crimes, and our friends who have died here will all die for nothing. But we can all go home. Meanwhile, ideal, ideals like peace, freedom, and justice, they get packed up. But we can all go home. Well, I'm not going home. I'm going to get on my boat, I'm going to go up river, and I'm going to go kick that son of a bitch bison's ass so hard that the next bison wannabe is going to feel it. <laughs> now, who wants to go home, and who wants to come with me? $10,000 a day coke problem. Yes. Street fighter. Boom. <laughs> oh, my God. He said bison so early, and I had to say blank, because I was just going to yeah. fucking give it away. But That's it's, so good. Uh, it was ringing a bell so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, God, I know this. I know this. Yeah. So he, obviously, he rallies the troops and kicks ass. So it's, if, for you hardcore listeners, we talked about this a long time ago, uh, when we talked about Ralph Julia, but it's like one of the only good two or three parts of this movie. It's that monologue. Anytime Van Damme has some good shit to say, I'll fucking listen. Right. Vandom. Van- Gene Vandom. It's a fun one. I like that we're doing the speeches too. See, this is nice. This is nice. Good you idea, know? Derek. I no. hope you guys enjoy it. Definitely, Cotton. Yeah. Um, it's an, it's an interesting, why do you like it? It's an interesting strategy. Let's see if it works. Um, I mean, there's a lot of speeches, and you chose this one. What did it for you? You, I mean, I, I didn't relay it good. I mean, I'm not going to put the same. I'm not, I'm not, uh, you're not John claude I'm not John claude <laughs> So I'm not going to put the same emphasis he has, but it's, it's very captivating. Yeah. When you listen to it and he's, and he's told that Van Damme's on a personal mission. He's trying to rescue his friend, but also trying to lead like the U S army to go. He's the all American like, dictatorship. Yeah. Gung ho. Let's fucking take boom, down. And then it was, Yeah. He's not in American. This, no, in this, in the movie. Yeah, he's in the United no, States. He's got that fucking U.S. flag right tattooed right yeah, here. No, in real life, he's the muscles from Brussels. No, I that. A fucking A. <laughs> My point is he's Colonel, you know, William F. Guile. <laughs> fucking Brussels accent. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? You know, but that's, I guess that shows what America's good for. It's a melting pot. It is know? a melting pot. No wall We should here. all love each other. But after he gets done. Four differences. Well, you know, the last line of the speech is, who, want, who wants to go home and who wants to come with me? But he fucking screams, me. Who wants to come with me? And fucking everyone goes apeshit. <laughs> you know? And Derek went from six to midnight when he was yeah. nine Six to fucking midnight. Okay? Just got up in the movie theater, started fucking Van Damme kicking everyone and shit. Kicking popcorn out. Yeah. No. And they're like, kid, go sit down. No, I'm going with him. I'm going with him. I'm going with John Claude Van Astam. Everybody asks. So that's yeah, that's number four. Theater burned down. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why the Liberty Theater forever was closed. Yeah. That's what we have nice things. 
Am I next? Yeah. So that's my number four. <laughs> I I did not think that you were gonna have Jean Claude on there, but I'm not surprised at all. Well, it's that's like the only thing you can pull from a Van Damme movie that would fit on this list. That being said, if you guys remember what we talked about, this movie was complete dog shit. It, it was about to die. Everyone on set was crying because Raul Julia was dying of cancer. Uh, John Claude Van Damme was doing 10 grand worth of blow every day. And they were filming in like a live war like land. Like places were getting bombed. People were getting murdered right outside the set and shit. So they had to deal with all that stress. And it's like, oh, the only person likable with some clout on this fucking cast is dying of cancer. And then the star is doing 10 grand worth of fucking coke off of probably Kylie Minogue's stomach. Probably your ass. Mm. Goodbye. (laughs) So, but, however, during this whole awful movie, which bombed, by the way, dope scene. Very good. <laughs> R- R- I could have gone the other you, way. You know what? You dug some inspiration out of it. Boom. I could have just... gone the other way. And, and when he when uh, Raul Julia has that, uh, when he's telling uh, Chun-Li when he killed her dad, he's like, oh, yeah. for your dad and you, when I came in your village, when Bison came into your village, that was the most important day of your life. For me, it was Tuesday. Ugh, Evil fucking one. That's a good one. That's a, that's a great that's one. A good I could have gone that way too. Yeah. It means he, he, this is normal for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Normal slash don't give a fuck. That's an autograph he signed. All right, hot stuff. Let's see what your number four is. You guys are going to get the number four really easy, too. Okay. And I picked this one. Uh, it's a comedy. And I picked this one because, to me, it was the first real introduction to this person as an actor. And, God, it was funny. Hello? How about that right in? I Guess raised my hand they- first. <laughs> Guess that's why they call it Sin City. <laughs> you guys might not know this, but I consider myself a bit of a loner. I tend to think of myself as a one-man wolf pack. But when my sister brought Doug home, I knew I knew he was one of my own. And my wolf pack it grew it grew by one. So there were there were two of us in the wolf pack. I was I was alone in the wolf pack, and then Doug joined in later. And six months ago, when Doug introduced me to you guys, I thought, wait a second, could it be? And now I know for sure, I just added two more guys to my wolf pack. Four of us wolves running around the desert together in Las Vegas looking for strippers and cocaine. Tonight, I make a toast. What have you got there? What the f- <laughs> And that's when he cuts his hand. Yeah, yeah. With the knife. <laughs> oh, Jesus, Alan! When he, when he turns around, and obviously you know now towards the end of the later movie, it's because he's putting that like roofie in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He does that little shimmy dance. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what do you guys got? And if anybody out there has been living under a rock, we're talking about The Hangover. Part one. Part one. The toast before going out for the bachelor party in Vegas that Alan gives. I talk about this often. There are two movies that have made me fall out of my seat side-splitting laughing in the theater. This is one of them. Super bad being the other. This movie was fucking hilarious. So his, good. His delivery and also his facial experience. He's so, like, focused on the paper he's reading that his eyebrows are all clenched. And, Hello? That character was... I can't, off the top of my head, think of anybody or any character that was like him he was he was off-putting but extremely intriguing you guys ready to let the dogs out oh my god i love dogs Uh, i know this was a character this was a character that's like everyone everyone was alan for halloween yeah totally yeah with uh 
what was the kid's name? Carlos. Carlos, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so off-putting, but so intriguing. And it was a lot of people's first introduction to Zach Galifianakis. True introduction. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. I've seen him in things like Out Cold. And yeah. God, I love Out Cold. Nothing as in your face as that. No, not, not as big of a character. Yeah. Yeah. And that's in a like, huge mainstream that's movie. That's like, to me, the Alan in The Hangover is the same as um, Seth Rogen's character in The 40-Year-Old Virgin. To me, that was the first huge introduction yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember walking out of that movie and being like, I really like the guy that the like kept talking. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't know what his name was, but I had no idea he did Freaks and Geeks and all this other shit before. Right. I had no clue who he was. But that was the first, like, putting him on the map. And same thing with Zach Galvanakis. I, I'd see it out cold a ton, so I recognized him, but for a lot of people... His yeah. delivery in that speech, though, is just so... All the little pauses and the... His timing is great. Yeah. And that's what I feel like he's he really nails in most of his shit. His timing. Between <clears throat> Two Ferns? Yeah. Fucking oh. epic. Yeah. It's so funny. That's so good. I love that his range of guests he has on that show. Oh, yeah. Obama? Yeah. Supposedly they're making a movie about it. What? Obama, Bieber... Uh, Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence, Jennifer Lawrence, who is, has might the best episode possibly. You're off putting. Yeah, <laughs> Natalie Portman. Oh, Natalie Portman was good. The Charlize Theron one, where that he, one was yeah. really yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the uh, the Conan O'Brien one's so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Again, if you're living under a fucking rock, you need to watch Between Two Ferns. So good. Yeah. That's a great. That's a great monologue. Great speech. That movie was so funny, and it was so I, I not like miffed at all that they made sequels to it, but I feel like that movie could have stood alone, oh, absolutely, forever. Yeah, yeah, it, it could have been on its own for so, and, long. and it will be. I think people yeah. are going to forget the second and the third ones. I think they will too. Yeah. Um, the th- one of the things that just kind of made my head spin after is a couple years later, every best man speech started with that shit. Yeah, Anytime anybody back. fucking went into Vegas and posted on Facebook, how about that ride in? Yeah. Yeah, it's called Vegas. Uh. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty. It's a funny speech. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's underrated in that part of movies when they're driving and Alan looks at that little girl. Vegas. Ah! <laughs> she just straight face gives him the bird. He sits back down yeah. in his chair. Uh, I think it's when they're driving and he check. He asks Alan to check where he goes. Am I all clear over there, Alan? Alan is like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're good. <laughs> he cuts off a semi. We oh, shit! Classic! Ah, classic. I kind of want to make that drive once in my life, that LA to Vegas drive. That looks kind of dope. It's, it's all right. All right. <laughs> Both of you have done it. Yeah, I've done it a bunch of times. <laughs> I've right. driven from Astoria, Oregon to Tijuana. Yeah. I have also driven from Astoria to Rosarito, which yeah. you go through, TJ. Oh, if we're talking that, I've gone uh, past Rosarito to San Quentin, which is halfway down the bar, so I've done oh, the Rosarito thing, well, too. Good for you. Yeah, if there's a problem, yeah, you can handle right. it right now. Yeah. Uh-huh. You guys mules? <laughs> Are you? No. You ever pooped a balloon? <laughs> So you That's are mules. The first time I've ever heard anybody ask that question. 
Michael <laughs> Michael asks Oscar that. <laughs> yeah. Have you Prison ever... Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? What would you do if you pooped a balloon? Like, you didn't know it was there? <laughs> yes. Obviously, yes. What if you pooped well, a balloon yeah. and then just, like, your roommate came through? Like, hey, what's did you... Could, you mind if I just said, like, all right, cool. Yeah, we got it. Oh, my God. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're fucking weird. You didn't know you were a mule? Nah. <sighs> Jackass. All right. Good number four. That was good. That's a good right. one. I'm, I'm afraid... I think I'm going to dip into... Um, we got to cross over soon. I mean, we have two good uh, ones. You know what I mean? Why I mean, can't I? Why can't I talk? I don't know. Like we're gonna have the same one? Yeah. No, I don't think so. All right, we'll see. Well, we will see. For those listening at home, I really can't talk normally. I promise. Hmm. I think I think I've had a sugar rush tonight. I think I have a speech problem. <laughs> Go. They just get nervous. Yeah. I'm not nervous. I just I find myself skipping words or shortening words yeah. a lot. I just leave things out. Why use more words when <laughs> few words do good? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> okay. What do you got, Brandon? All right, you guys ready? Yes, bring it on. Okay. What an incredible Cinderella story! This unknown comes out of nowhere to lead the pack at Augusta. He's at the final hole. He's about four hundred fifty-five yards away. He's gonna hit. About a two iron, I think. Oh, he got all of that! The crowd is standing on its feet here at Augusta. The normally reserved crowd is going wild for this young Cinderella who's come out of nowhere. He's got about 350 yards left. He's going to hit about a five iron. It looks like, don't you think? He's got a beautiful backswing. That's, oh, he got all of that one! He's got to be pleased with that. The crowd is just on its feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. Tears in his eyes. I guess as he lines up his last shot, he's got about 195 yards left. And he's got a, looks like, he's got about an eight iron. <laughs> this crowd has got deadly silent. Cinderella story, out of nowhere, former greenskeeper. Now about to become the Masters champion. It looks like a mirror. It's in the hole! <laughs> it's in the hole! Okay. And scene. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't do that. <laughs> I know. Let, let me, rough. let me... That would have been given it away. Real quick. Number one, this is obviously Caddyshack. Yes. Okay, number two, I've never seen this movie. What? Yes, I've never seen Caddyshack. Have you seen Caddyshack? Yeah, I okay. knew it. Yeah. Uh, no, well, he obviously knew it too, but he's never seen the movie. Yeah, yeah I have. Absolutely. I, yeah. I've come to the conclusion in my life that everyone has like, oh my god, you haven't seen Star Wars? Oh my god, you haven't seen Indiana Jones? Caddyshack is one of those movies that I still haven't seen. Yeah, Top Gun is, I mean, I haven't seen all of Top Gun, but people usually shit their pants when yeah. I say that. So. Yeah, that's a... Uh, this is more surprising to me, though, because you like comedic movies, and this is right around the is era that, that you like. Is that Bill Murray? It's Bill Murray. Okay. I thought, you know what's weird is when you started saying this, I had a flash of um, his little bitch-ass monologue from Kingpin. Oh, yes. If he strikes here, he's yeah. got to topple. Yeah. Bowling giant Ernie McCracken. So, um... Caddyshack is a National Lampoon movie, and Harold Ramis was the director, and this was, like, his first big shot, and the whole shooting of Caddyshack was, like, a total shit show, and this was when Chevy Chase was brand new on SNL, Bill Murray just got on SNL, they were all really, really young, Um, and Bill Murray was only on set, I think, about six days through this, and he improvised that scene. 
Yeah, I mean, he, yeah. Didn't he improvise a lot of his uh, most of the most stuff. of the movie? Yeah, they, they Harold Ramis told him like they, they free reign pretty much. It's so it makes it so much more impressive. I love it. He the whole he that role was originally supposed to be pretty much mute. Yeah, he wasn't even supposed to have any words. It's so good and. Brina didn't do it, but his little his little list, so yeah, good. it's so good. Cinderella story. Former <laughs> Green Skipper. Hey, Mega. Stranger in the tub. So I love that. I love like to me that is classic Bill Murray. Just not giving a shit. The stuff that like goes on in his brain, I'm so curious about. He's such a weird, wacky guy. And to be able to just go on and on. Cinderella story. <laughs> Cinderella story. Comes He's got, oh, I got a hold of that one. <laughs> He's got uh, so you're, you're eight iron. Yeah, the crowd is deadly silent. <laughs> yeah. You're first two. You're number five and four, both sports movies. Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. so far. Huh. But not the traditional. <clears throat> yeah, not like, the inspirational yeah. go team. Not, yeah. We're not Varsity Blues locker room talk here. Friday Night Lights. Yeah. But yeah, that's one of my favorites. Friday I love that one. So that's my number four, guys. <sighs> okay, I'm gonna try and do this justice, just because this is one of the best monologues of all fucking time. And I hope you're all trying to do them justice. <clears throat> and uh, this is the one. If any of mine are gonna be on one of your lists, it's gonna be this one. Hmm. <clears throat> Japanese submarine slammed two torpedoes into our side. Chief, it was coming back from the island of Tinian to late, just deliver the bomb. The Hiroshima bomb, 1,100 men went into the water. The vessel went down in 12 minutes. Didn't see the first shark for about half an hour. Tiger, 13-footer. You know, you know that when you're in the water, Chief, you tell by looking from the dorsal of the tail. Well, we didn't know, because our bomb mission had been so secret, no distress signal had been sent. They didn't even list us overdue for a week. Very first light, Chief, the sharks come cruising. So we formed ourselves into tight groups. You know, it's kind of like old squares in a battle, like a, you know, you see on a calendar, like the Battle of Waterloo. And the idea was the shark nearest man, and then he'd start pounding and hollering and screaming, and sometimes the shark would go away. Sometimes you wouldn't go away. Sometimes the shark, he looks you right in the eye, right into your eyes. You know, that thing about a shark, he's got lifeless eyes, black eyes like a doll's eyes. When he comes at you, doesn't seem to be living until he bites you and those black eyes roll over white. And then he hears you tail over high-pitched screaming and the ocean turns red in spite of all of the pounding and hollering. They all come and rip you to pieces. You know, by the end of that first dawn, lost a hundred men. I don't know how many sharks, maybe a thousand. I don't know how many men. They averaged six an hour. On Thursday morning, Chief, I bumped into a friend of mine, Herbie Robinson from Cleveland. Baseball player. Bosom's mate. I thought he was asleep. Reached over to wake him up, bobbed up in the down of the water, just like kind of top, upended. We had been bitten in half below the waist. Noon the fifth day, Mr. Hooper, a Lockheed Ventura, saw us. He swung in low and he saw us. He a young pilot, a lot younger than Mr. Hooper. Anyways, he saw us come in low, and three hours later, a big fat PBY comes down and starts to pick us up. You know, that was the time I was most frightened, waiting for my turn. I'll never put on a life jacket again. So 1,100 men went into the water, 316 come out. The sharks took the rest, June the 29th, 1945. Anyway, we delivered the bomb. I'm sorry, that was so fucking long. Um, okay, I'm going to take a guess. 
Is it Sharknado? You're a last time. <laughs> you do it, Jaws. <laughs> Charlie, we don't have time for you to do Jaws. Sorry for just bleeding your fucking ears for the last five minutes. That's Robert Shaw, one of the best monologues of all time. They're all trash from that boat in search of that shark. Goes black like a dog's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> black like a dog's eyes. Um, yeah, I mean, what can I say about this? Not on my list, but yeah, it, it's in my runner-up. I, every time I hear that black, like, it, immediately I think of Charlie. Yeah. Not the, yeah. Are you doing Jaws again? <laughs> we don't have time for you to do Jaws. Jaws is such a good movie. I know we've talked about this before when we were talking about like the rating system um, he, for, for movies. but when, when he paints that picture of, you know, I was most frightened when we were getting rescued. Because it was like, I'm about to be picked up, but it's not my turn yet. Yeah. And what does he say? 1,100 men went into the water. 316 yeah. of us got out. That's wild. Gross. Yeah. There are a small handful of things that I was afraid of, like real life natural things that I thought would actually kill me as a kid. Sharks definitely were one of them. Yeah. Bees. I hate on the bees. list. I hate you bees. And piranhas. Definitely on the list. <laughs> I thought I was going to run into a squad of sharks, piranhas, and bees. The movie Jaws made me afraid to swim in Coffinbury Lake. Damn. Yeah? I don't remember being afraid of... Right? Nerd. Um, Fuck both of them. I don't remember ever being afraid of swimming in any water. Ever. Not saying that I wasn't, but I just don't recall it ever. I don't remember that movie ever scaring me enough. Because I knew it wasn't real. You know what's really scary is watching Shark Week and hearing about those sharks that went up like the Mississippi River. Yeah. What? Yeah. For real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they go upstream. They killed people yeah. in fresh water. Like bull sharks had, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Bulls and tigers, I yeah. think, were the two. Bull sharks freak me out. Do you imagine swimming in one of the fucking the Willamette or something and all of a sudden floating down the river? What what do you think would be scarier to see? The fin of a shark or the head of an alligator? Fin of a shark. Really? Yeah. Head of an alligator. No way. To me. No way. I think the, to a- me, the alligator wants to fuck you up. Well, okay, so... No, I'm the opposite. If if, I, if I'm seeing a shark... I don't know. Well, here's the thing. Because I feel like uh, an alligator, if it's hunting is. you, you won't see it until the last second either. Yeah, I was going to say, it depends what the situation yeah. is. Yeah. Like, but if I was in the river and I saw a fucking alligator head cruise by, I would shit. I would actually shit. Well, if you're cruising the river and you oh, saw no, a I shark saw a shark, fin totally. Going, like, but like, if I saw like a shark fin, like just like circling out there, I would fucking shit and then like, you know, try to like slowly like fucking paddle myself away. But if I saw like the huge mouth of an alligator, like in their teeth and their eyes, like cruise along, well, yeah. I if I saw a shark way. mouth, I would actually die. I feel probably. like sh- sharks they bite people and like, oh, you're not a seal, sorry, I'll go away. Alligators are like, yeah, I'm gonna kill you. Sharks, they only get mad when you touch their private parts. Sharks. Yeah. <laughs> Crocodiles, just like... And it's just the weirdest head with the eyes and the long-ass nose, and they he chewed off Chubbs' eye. <laughs> his hand. Oh, yeah, his hand. He got, yeah, my bad. I fucked all that up. Chubbs tore that bastard's yeah, eye out. Pretty sick, Chubbs. So if we're talking, like, a natural habitat for a crocodile alligator, it'd probably be that, because I'm, I'm not going in that brown water anyway. <laughs> Gross. Very so fucking shit water. But now, if I'm seeing a shark in the fucking Willamette River, 
That's out of its well, element. Of course. Well, let me one up you. I thought that was the deal. Go no, to, I know, go but to, yeah. Go, go to Disney World. Go stay in a hotel. Fucking Alan Crocodile on the fucking lawn. You I've done get, that. Get your two year old. My cousins live in Louisiana. I don't we'll know. Seen, I feel like. Can we get some proof about that? Crocodiles, that's their natural habitat to be floating around like that. If you see them floating around, they are not hunting you. Now, if he floats around and you see it, and then he looks at you and he goes fucking no, under. I, then no, I know. That's what I mean. Like, when, you, when you're when you going to get attacked by a crocodile or an alligator, you don't see them. They're under the water. Like, right. Yeah. So, like, So seeing, seeing the head of a crocodile. Yeah, but it would still, to me, it's so intimidating, like, seeing the long fucking mouth and their teeth and the eyes and stuff. Like, when you see a shark fin... That is definitely river. scary, but like I feel like if you saw a shark's face, it would be more scary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but our options were alligator or shark fin. So I'm going shark fin in a river because I don't know. I don't know what that's about. I think both would probably. Who would just... win in a fight, great white or a fucking tuna? I. <laughs> And a bang it to a girlfriend. Exactly. Number three. Dead air. <laughs> Jaws. Yeah. Am I next? Yes. Okay, Jesus. Well. All mine, I think, are very easy. They're, they've got some giveaways. Um. Okay, I'm going to improvise a little. I'm going to leave out a couple names just so it's not blatantly obvious. I'm going to start this. Here we go. When does he get it? He doesn't. Why not? Because he broke the rules. What rules? We didn't see any rules, did we? Wrong, sir! Wrong! Under Section 37B of the contract signed by him, it states quite clearly that all offers shall become a null and void if, and you can read it for yourself in this photostatic copy, I, the undersigned, shall forfeit all rights, privileges, and licenses herein and herein contain, etc., etc., fax mentis incendium gloria cultum, etc., etc., memo biz punitor delicatum. I don't know how to say those Latin words. I said good day, sir. It's all there, black and white, clear as crystal. You stole fizzy lifting drinks. You bumped into the ceiling, which now has to be washed and sterilized, so you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Ah, oh, such a good one. It's the fucking one moment that you hate Willy Wonka. You hate him. And you hate him. You're so angry. Taking a little boy's dream yeah. and smashing on the pe- I said good day. God, it's the worst. Yeah. yeah. He sells it so well. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's so, so angry, angry about he's it. So angry about it. So I read that the director did not tell—I don't know the kid's name—but the actor that Charlie played Bucket. Charlie did not tell him that uh, Gene Wilder was going to. That's how the end. It ended. Yeah. And Gene Wilder had become friends with this kid and desperately wanted to tell him, but the kid had no idea. Like I think he knew the script. But he had no idea that he was going to be, like, yelling at him. Yeah. So much vitriol. Yeah. He... It's it, so good. If that's true, it really does seem like true kind of shock and sadness on his face. Yeah. In that. It's... it's from it's, Charlie. It's that, I mean, we all remember as a little kid, if any adult yells at you, it's... doesn't matter the setting. No. If, if I was a little actor and an adult actor just started going off at me, I'd be frightened. Yeah. 
And, and I think that they, you know, I don't know a whole lot about the, the, the background of that movie and like all the little weird things of it. But from what I do know, it seems like they did use a lot of those little tricks and, and things that, you know, director's tricks and stuff that. When he comes out, when you first see Wonka and he's coming out like hobbled. Yeah. And then the he cane. does that somersault that Ugh. he, people didn't know that, that was going to happen when they were filming it. Ugh. So good. Yeah. The entire main cast didn't see the Oompa Loompas until they shot the first scene with the Oompa Loompas. Yeah. I know we, we've talked about this before. It's such a great movie and such, like, surprise in it. Nashus Canids. <laughs> That's another one, too. I think you can pull a lot of quotes slash speeches. Totally. I When we were doing, uh, preparing for this list, I thought about um, the boat ride. Yeah, that, that was another one that was yeah, because that to me is one of my favorite scenes in cinema. Is him singing and talking and that, yelling that and creepy sing talky. Yeah, like, we don't know where we are going. Yeah. Fires <laughs> of hell are blowing, yeah. and then like the you rollers see the, won't stop rolling. And they see the chicken head get chopped yeah. off, and the yeah. like bugs and maggots. Yeah, and stuff. yeah, Fuck all that. That's an acid trip. It's so that. good though. But that's such a that that end scene is so good because it really takes you. It's like a diversion. Yeah, it takes it you to a place you think like, oh fuck, he this did, guy is actually an yeah, asshole. He did do that. They did do that. In fuck, he knew about it. And then all the redeeming qualities of it was just another Wonka test, right? Yeah. Charlie goes up and puts that gobstopper on his desk, and he totally changes. You won. Yeah, takes him in the fucking. The way Wonka's hand yeah. moves yeah. over the fucking yeah. gobstopper, just like that little, the way his fingers just... It's so intentional. Ah, oh, it's so good. What does he say? So good. It's so last... goes the good deed of something wonderful. It's the last line of the movie. What does he say? Uh, you know what happened to the boy who got everything he ever wanted, right? Yeah. And he, what does he say? He lived happily ever after. Yeah, yeah. Like I think hug. that's... Yeah. But yeah. that's not... the What he says... Um, uh, yeah, what he says when Charlie first puts yeah, that thing down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would like to think that you call the Holy Trinity uh, Bob Ross, Mr. Rogers, and who's the third one? Uh, Steve Irwin. Yeah, I would like to say that uh, Gene Wilder is in there. That's a good one. You know, I like to think that uh, Mr. Rogers and Gene Wilder are hanging out. You can be in there. You know. They were the Holy Trinity because Mr. Rogers is how to treat others. Bob Ross is How to Treat Yourself, and Steve Irwin's How to Treat Animals. Yeah, that's good. So, Willy Wonka, when he grabs the gobstopper after Charlie sets it down, he says, So shines a good deed in a weary world. So good. Yeah. So good. It's wonderful. It's I'm wonderful sorry, did you say thing. something, old man? <laughs> Shut up, Grandpa Joe. Oh, God. Fucking freeloader. Right? 18 years fucking broke legs. Mm. Gosh. And then on his 18th birthday, he found out it wasn't his. <laughs> Polio ass legs. Yeah. Uh, he knew what this was. Supposed to be buying Tyco with your money. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Grandpa Joe bought lipo. <laughs> I ain't saying he's a gold digger. But he ain't oh. messing with the broke walkers. That's a great, great choice. I love that. That's good. Thanks. So good. Hey guys, this thanks. is I'm really liking this episode. I like this game that we're I playing know, right now. Me too. 
Um, mine, I feel like it's going to be, I mean, granted, everybody's, at least one of you two has figured out mine so far, but, um. Your number five is my favorite so far. Uh, this one pulls on my heartstrings every time. Okay, well, I'm ready to cry. You died on a Saturday morning, and I had you placed here under our tree, and I had that house of your father's bulldozed to the ground. Mom always said dying was a part of life. I sure wish it wasn't. Little Forrest, he's doing just fine. About to start school again soon. I make his breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day. I make sure he combs his hair and brushes his teeth every day. Teaching him how to play ping pong. He's really good. We fish a lot, and every night we read a book. He's so smart, Jenny. <laughs> You'd be so proud of him. I am. He uh, wrote a letter. He says, I can't read it. I'm not supposed to. So I'll just leave it right here for you. And this is my favorite part. Jenny, I don't know if Mama was right or if Lieutenant Dan is right. I don't know if we each have a destiny or if we're all just floating around accidental-like on a breeze. But I, I think maybe it's both. Maybe both is happening at the same time. I miss you, Jenny. If there's anything you need, I won't be far away. Brokeback Mountain. Obviously Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> Forrest Gump. <laughs> Saying goodbye to Jenny. Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> Napi Whitaker. <sighs> so good. It's so, so good. good. There's a part that gets me worse. Um... Then that 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 move that part's obviously very sad. When Bubba dies, it's very sad. But when he meets his son for the first time and he gets freaked out, yeah. And then he asks the question: uh, Is he smart, smart or is he like me? Yeah. And at that moment, all the shit that he's been getting his whole fucking life, getting yelled at, getting called stupid, you realize he's felt all of that. Yeah. He's yeah. He knows it. He's conscious yeah. of his disability. Yeah. And that he's not. He's not. Dumb. He's just slow. Yeah, he's not up to speed yeah. with everyone else. He's there's something off. Yeah, that's different from everyone else. It it that movie is such a good movie. In he's so tender, but he's so aware of so much. And that speech at the end where he's talking to her is so sad because he loved her his whole entire life. In the whole, you know, destiny or floating around, you know, it's, I feel like people struggle with that exact idea every day. Do we have, a, is there a plan? A lot of people believe there is, or is it all just random? And a lot of people believe that, but a lot of people also believe it's a little of both. Like, <laughs> just like Boris said. A lot of people. Yeah. Think of a lot of things. A lot of stuff. Big world, lots of smells. A lot of people realizing a lot of stuff. Um, there is, they almost, there's, so that, there was a book first, and I think there's a sequel to that book, and there's been talks on and off every once in a while about making that second book into a second movie. What's and the second about book Forrest about? Forrest Gump? Yeah. Forrest Gump Jr.? No, it's just another. It's the Adventures of Forest or something like that. I and hope they don't. They, why would they? The Adventures of Forest because they fucking reboot everything. Right, but it's, well, would that be a reboot? 
or some some extension yeah, of it. They don't need Sequels, to ever touch that. I fucking hate it. Did you see that they're doing um a Sandlot like show? Yeah. Sandlot, 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 Sandlot. Speaking yeah. of Mike Vitar. <laughs> did anyone did anyone see yeah, yeah. the uh, Cobra Kai show when it came out? No. Uh, it was on YouTube Red or yeah. something like that. No. I wonder if that was any good. I don't know. I kind of wish it was though. Yeah. Both of them are in it. Who? Daniel Sun and fucking and the vi- yeah oh yeah. The blonde, Johnny the yeah bastard put him in a body bag yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah, so it's them ten years yeah. later and they're both running dojos. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Rival dojos. <laughs> Cobra Kai is such a cool It's such a cool I need movie. to get it's some so of those cool. patches. You do. That's a good one. Yeah. Um yeah, that um Forrest Trump. That you don't say that, that about him. <laughs> That monologue hurts me. It's just so it's good. So it's so good. Sad. And it's so tender. Right. It's like, just... it's full of love. It's full of love. Right. And full of sadness. And, but. Jenny's the worst, though. Jenny is the worst. But he loved her. All right. I feel like Jenny didn't really die. She just grew up to be the same person she is in the House of Cards. <laughs> president <laughs> I guess. that's just jenny that's the sequel yeah oh my god she didn't die she just left for us she with the faked kid. her death yeah because i Mary feel like frank underwood political yeah. fucking scandal she had a whole family claire yeah claire Jeez. underwood that movie's so have you ever met anyone i think that's the most universally liked movie on a planet have you ever, ever met anyone that's like ah, oh, you know i'm not really into a little force gun thing no no, I've never. Slump. She's lump. She's lump. If I'm ever going to use this term ever, it would be applied here at this perfect one. Forrest Gump is a sweet simpleton who wouldn't hurt a fly. Seriously. <laughs> it's so true. It is true. Okay, my number two. It's a dude making a speech. Shocker. And he's out of breath right now, okay? Are you going to pant? Anybody know what this place is? This is Gettysburg. This is where they fought the Battle of Gettysburg. 50,000 men died right here on this field, fighting the same fight that we're still fighting amongst ourselves today. This green field right here was painted red, bubbling with the blood of young boys. Smoke and hot lead pouring right through their bodies. Listen to their souls, man. I killed my brother with malice in my heart. Hatred destroyed my family. You listen and take a lesson from the dead. If we don't come together right now on this hollowed ground, we too will be destroyed, just like they were. I don't care if you don't like each other, but you will respect each other. I don't know. Maybe we'll learn to play this game like men. And scene. Is this like We Are Marshall or no. the sports movie? Yes. <laughs> oh, it's... Remember the Titans? Yes. Yeah. Christ. Yeah. Well, oh, you're looking me like you were when he says sports anything. movie. I, that's yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's after he wakes them all up. Well, hey, welcome back to the crowd. Nate's cat just came in the room. Okay. Um, that's after he wakes them all up at like four a.m. and goes yeah. on a long ass run. Yep. And that's the the slow turning of the tide of because they all fucking hate each other. It's all foggy. Yeah. That is one of. A handful of movies 
that make me cry every time. It's such a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's um Denzel. fantastic. Yeah. So good. Oh, there's so many people in that movie too. Yeah. Young Rye Gosling. Uh, yeah. He's so good. Uh don't racist on. prick. Huh? He's not racist in the movie, is he? He kinda is and then he's not. Oh, remember he's at the, oh, because at the start he's ready to fight. Yeah. Get in the truck. Oof. His friend is, and then I think his dad is, uh, but he's not. Yeah. But he kind of is, but not. They, they all have the same burn. He ain't playing for no Coach Coon. It's <laughs> like, that's all you that. got. When I was younger and I first saw that movie, I thought that was his last name. Oh. Well, his last name's Boone. Yeah. I know. Coon. But I never, like, I was like, oh, there's. That they just hit you. They yeah. just really hate that guy. <laughs> when, uh, what's his name? I had no idea. What's the dude's was... name? What's the other coach's name? I don't know. His, I mean, he's a man in a bunch of movies. It's it's not Greg Kinnear. No. Um, I love I that actor, face, too, though. Yeah. He, he's in Armageddon. He's like half racist, but not at the end, too. Yeah, you know, he comes around. Throws the brick through the window. No, I didn't really understand. Well, his no, da- no, I know, his I know. daughter is talking Aiden about the movie. Yeah. Which... Oh! I can't stand her now, but as a young kid in her in that movie, she is adorable. Yeah. She is so cute. I remember seeing her, and she did a Disney movie when she was like 12. I remember going to school the next day. Will Patton, he's yeah. Coach Yost. Because yeah. we're like right about the same age. I was like, Hayden Pinter, remember that chick from Remember the Titans? I was like, she's going to be hot in a couple years. And pff, Boy, was she. When, uh, yeah. I disagree. <laughs> then disagree. I'm hot, not hot. Yeah. Next. Hayden Penetier. Yeah, there you go. Perfect example. I, I feel like every scene. This was before Denzel was really Denzel. This oh, shit. Yeah. Denzel is already Denzel. I feel like this was a different Denzel. Because Denzel was very, like, This was badass. a Denzel that reached our generation. Yeah. That's a good way to say it. Okay, let me go down a different avenue. Let me try this. I feel like every fucking scene Denzel's in, he steals the absolute show. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and, yeah. and what you said about that brick getting thrown through the window, and then he has that conversation with Yost about it. Yeah. When, I, I don't even know what he says, but Yost kind of kind of claps at him for like, you know, the brick thrown through your window, you know, is my daughter safe? He's like... Maybe your daughter's getting a little taste of what the fuck my daughter goes through every single day. Yeah. You know, like, understand that shit. Perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't understand so many of the themes growing up. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's still, I don't think I'll ever be able to understand it. I would like to. I'd like to say that I'm woke. I'd like to say that I I, I lean to the left. No, I I mean, like, even as, the first time I watched this movie, I don't think I had experienced the world. In a in so to speak, you went to a private Christian school in San Diego. <laughs> what up, OLG six one nine? Like in all one gender too. Like it wasn't like you had. Well, that was high school. Hold on, oh, now. okay. <laughs> Grade school was off the chain. Yeah, but it's um, we had curls. Our de- uh, so that movie is a true story. It's about when uh, T C Williams and uh, another uh, high school get. Uh, segregated or desegregated by court order Mm -hmm. um and they have to join football teams our dad went to high school at roosevelt high school he went to a couple he went to roosevelt and franklin 
Garfield too, right? Anyway, his freshman year in 1979 at Roosevelt High School, it was the first year that two high schools became desegregated without a court order. So he lived through pretty much the same fucking thing. In Seattle. In Seattle. And Which is very diverse. Right. <laughs> Whoa, dude, that's trippy. Yeah. That's fucking nuts. And so, yeah, he, he um, his freshman year in 1979 went to the same show. Did he tell you that? Uh, yes. Pretty sure. Um, regardless. Um, regardless. I love that story. Love, remember the Titans. Such a good movie. Yeah. yeah. That's one of the ones that if it's on TV, you can just watch It's just it the best feel-good movie fucking ever. Yeah. Well, they, Denzel obviously is amazing, and he does such a good job at um, using job. tough love and bringing everybody together, even as they're like dragging their feet and fighting it and clawing every single step of the way. He's very unifying. Team? What team? No, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go out there and I'm going to get mine. He's an underrated actor. He was on Sons of Anarchy. His name is Wood Harris. Ryan Hurst? No. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah, no, Wood Harris. Julius, yeah. Yeah, Julius. Yes. Team? I was thinking Jerry. Him? Yeah. He is uh, Adonis' trainer. Yep. In Creed two, yep. Creed one, and he's one of the most evil motherfuckers on the planet and above the rim. Yeah, <laughs> his name is Motar. <laughs> That's good. good. Motar around forever. When Tupac has all that anger, Motar, you start, and he looks at uh, Martha Wayne's. You, your ass is gone. If I see anyone talking to Boogaloo's ass, you're gone too. <laughs> I want this championship. You can't give it to me. Leave now. Shh. What's your favorite Denzel movie? Duh. Mm, uh... There is um, the ending of He Got Game always makes me cry. That's a good one. Um, when he's just trying to like the last few moments of um, freedom that he has. He's just trying to give uh, his son life advice. We should uh, do like a collective top five and just like the three of us rate Denzel Washington movies. Denzel Washington. Yeah, it's best best name ever um, anyway anyway so that's my number two nathaniel you guys ready for mine yeah and i said this in a break but i'm willing to give one of you 50 bucks okay get your get your uh, uh venmo ready okay have you ever bought a ticket to the junkies boneyard roman it's an unpleasant place called curl up and die might sound like a hair salon, but it don't fucking look like one. And I can tell you, it's a terrible sight and a horrible sound listening to a man suck his soul through the hole in the pipe. Even worse when he tries to tear it back. I've been there and I've done that. He has been there and he has done that. And then I nailed that demon in a smoke-proof coffin and I did it all with Johnny. I love that man. He's what you call class. And if you had any fucking brains, Roman, you'd love him too. You know his music sales have gone up a thousand percent in three weeks. You see, Johnny, the crackhead knows that the rocker is worth more dead than alive. Funny world, isn't it? Mr. Quid does not get his gear from me. He has to travel far and wide. But do leave me a number, and if the dead feels like calling, 
you'll be the first to know. I have no clue. Like, not even ringing a bell. Me either. Cry, baby. It's from a movie called Rock and Rolla. Oh! Uh, by Guy Ritchie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, another movie. So the movie is about uh, basically this character, Johnny Quinn. I mean, it's it's if you know Guy Ritchie, you know his movies are... Um, you know his movies are filled with stories that have a lot of characters and a lot of interconnectivity between those characters in different ways. Same type of movie. It's about this rocker, Johnny Quid, that is said to have been dead, but he's really alive, and he's just trying to get, I think, clean from drugs or doing drugs after being clean. And this is a scene where his manager, Roman, who's actually played by... Um, the dude from Entourage, Jeremy Piven, uh, is coming to look for Johnny Quid, his artist. And he's talking to another guy that he used to do heroin with uh, about where he is. And that's what he, he gives him a whole long speech. Says that. Basically to say that he's not dead. He's just off somewhere. He doesn't know where he's doing drugs, but <laughs> he's not here. That's that's in my is. that's in my list of movies I haven't seen that I need to see. I know that. I love. That I saw scene. it once, but I can't remember it. I love. It. It's just the way they do the scene too. It's shot in like this dimly lit bar, and there's a lot of reds and blues, and it like the camera kind of slowly pans around him as he's saying it, and it goes into a flashback like the where he's like. Uh, I've been there or something like that. And uh -huh. it goes, he has been there, and he has done that. It goes to a flashback of him, like, with it in his arm, like, Ooh. looking back up at the camera. Did Guy Ritchie... Guy Ritchie didn't do Smoking Aces, did he? No, he did not. No. Okay. Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Snatch. Smoking Snatch, Aces yeah. is a movie... I had low expectations going into and blew me the fuck I love that movie. It's so Smoking good. Smoking Aces. Jeremy, that solidified... I think everyone on the planet knows like Jeremy Piven's kind of an asshole. Totally. His acting chops, however, Great. were very solidified for me. When he is having that like revelation where he's about to kill himself and he's crying with the gun in his mouth. Yeah. And then he just has and then he has a drug overdose instead and just falls down. Yeah. Where has that been? Stop Reg being an asshole. Yeah. Give me more of that. Regardless of his uh like and this sucks because we've had this conversation about separating the art from the fucking, you know, the crimes or whatever, as far as, like, people being monsters. But, like, as far as I know, like, he is a known, like, womanizer and just a general bad human. Um, womanizer, though, it's just kind of like, what are you fucking? It's just like, you, it's, he's not a great-looking human being. No, neither is Harvey Weinstein. And neither is R. Kelly. Harvey, True, but, Harvey, <laughs> but check this out. Harvey Weinstein can offer you something, and R. Kelly to was R. A, Kelly to, to anybody. It was literally that that Jeremy that Piven sketch. Has a great, he has a huge uh, catalog. Of Harvey Weinstein been. was literally that cutaway from Family Guy that was Walt Disney. You want to be famous, don't you? Oh my God. Oh yeah. No, but I'm saying oh, that's like, good. Jerry Piven could probably do that too. Ugh. Entourage was huge. He's been in a ton of movies. Like he's. But I'm saying, regardless of his reputation, his acting abilities are 
great. He's entertaining to watch. I love watching him in asshole roles, serious roles, um, comedy he's great in. Cheese. I got out. Right? Yeah. Did I'm sorry, not... is this funny? Are you stand a yeah. comedian? Yeah. This is me what leaving. Are you like, what are you like, campus security or something? This is me leaving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would definitely, he's someone that's, I, I, I get excited when he's a part of the cast. I'm like, oh, Jeremy Piven. Like, sweet. He's going to be someone good. He always brings it. Gerard Butler's also in that movie. Which one? Uh, Rock, Rock and Roll. Roll. Gotcha. Also a British chick that I've seen before. I don't know her name. It's very good, though. There, I almost picked another quote. Very aroused. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's in my honorable mention, so I'll talk about it then. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, that's mine. I love that movie. And if I you mean, haven't seen it, you should check it out, especially if you like movies like Snatch. I... Need to rewatch it. Smash. I've seen it before, but I can't remember it. That quote or that scene too. Ugh, so good. It's haunting. <sighs> I love you so much. The part two, uh before we move on, one last one. My favorite part of that whole quote is when he says the it's a terrible sight and a horrible sound to hear a man suck his soul through the hole in the pipe. And it's even it's even worse hearing him try to tear it back. Ooh, mm. that line right there gives me chills. Yikes. All right, speaking of chills. I'll juice you up. I'll juice you up. All right. You guys are ready for my number two? Yeah, are we going to get this immediately? Mm, maybe. Definitely by the middle of it, if you don't get it, then you're sleeping under a fucking rock. But I'm pretty sure both of you have seen this movie. Did you just say definitely? <laughs> definitely. All right, definitely. <laughs> what do you got? Good morning. In less than an hour, aircraft from here will join others from around the world. And you will be launching the largest aerial battle in the history of mankind. Mankind. That word should have a new meaning for all of us today. We can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore. We will be united in our common interests. Perhaps it's fate that today is the 4th of July, and you will once again be fighting for our freedom, not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution, but from annihilation. We are fighting for a right to live, to exist. And should we win the day, the 4th of July will no longer be known as an American holiday, but as the day the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We are going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. Bill Holden. Oh, yes. oh, they said it. Oh, yeah. Oh, ah, that's why I'm we're... Superman 4. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, yes, I knew exactly where you are going with this. Fucking fantastic speech. Right? So we got a cousin. When is Roach's uh, birthday? January, uh, July second. Yeah. We hopped in line to go see. This is before we were all very smart movie wise. Yeah. And we're like, oh, how bad could the line be in Seaside? In this, we hopped in the line for fucking uh, for Independence, Independence Day. Day when it first came out in Seaside, Oregon. And, yeah. And for all the locals, this was right when the strip mall was being built. No, oh, so, the fucking strip mall. The strip mall and oh, up and down. Oh yeah. So all oh, that was yeah. all that was there was the movie theater, and then it was like they had put laid down rocks like they were laying the foundation so the line in the middle of the summer was like over all of the rocks laid out for the strip before the strip mall came in holy moses yeah but it was a long line that was one of the first blockbusters i can remember not getting into do you guys remember the trailer uh it was uh 
Will Smith in the like briefing room, and it's oh, I'm just getting ready to go up there and whoop ET's ass, and everyone laughs. And then it was the um, on the roof, yeah, with the signs, and then it was the dog jumping out yeah. of the fire into the fucking side room in the tunnel. Trailers back in the day were oh, so bad. So, they were, but awesome too. Yeah, awesome, but bad. Like so bad. good. I've, I've watched a couple of them and they, they there's no they don't tell like now you know you watch the trailer tells the story a little bit it just they know that we're having fun we're a loose group you know we're taking drinks yeah. uh no I lost my trailer <laughs> trailers are so bad uh, um, now you watch the trailer it kind of has the story of the movie in the trailer built yeah. in a little bit yeah you go well, back and watch people started complaining like no well now we know what the whole fucking story is <laughs> i know but back yeah. in the day the there was just no connection the trailer else. for shutter island gave the whole fucking movie away everybody knew i didn't even see the trailer and in the beginning i was like it's him like yeah. <laughs> it's gotta be he did it. <laughs> yeah it's him this that movie will spawn a discussion that will get me on an hour and a half uh sidetracked us. okay so well while we're talking about this let's talk about how great bill pullman yeah. is loses his wife <sighs> the first lady has internal bleeding she's gonna die and she hangs out with the stripper yeah oh i love when she goes I was a dancer, ballerina, right. exotic. Yeah, so good. Yeah, she loves dolphins. Yeah. Um, Boom. Ooh, Harry Connick Jr. is in that movie. Oh, smoking hot. Harry Cullen. Randy Quaid. Love it. Yeah, Randy Quaid. I'm back. Uh, yeah. Randall. So, yeah. so many good fucking gems in that movie. Uh, wasn't one of the brothers, the tree brothers, in it? Who? Uh, His Axel. son. Uh, who's the dude from Taxi? Main dude. What are those? The three people get sick on fucking holidays or something like that. What? It's the main one of the not Jeff Goldblum, but it's the it's like Jeff Goldblum's Jeff dad. Goldblum's in it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't know what it's that not, guy's name is. It Alan Alda? The dad? Me? No. I picture him. Yeah. I'm talking, he says something like people get sick on Sundays or some shit like that. Like it's the main. Who is the main guy from Taxi? I'm looking at it. Right. Robert De Niro? Andy Kaufman. You guys know no, what line I'm talking about, right? In the, in the movie, he says that Taxi line. Taxi driver. No, okay. Here we go. Uh, uh, the Matthews Brothers? Are those the three? Uh, no. Fucking Judd Hirsch, you guys. Come on. <laughs> Judd Hirsch. He's the main guy in Taxi. He's Jeff he Go- doesn't replenish. He, he's Jeff Goldblum's dad. I love his role in that. Cause, and I love Jeff Goldblum. Because he has the cold, and then that's when they fucking all the click it together. Cold. Yeah, he gets- yeah. That's, that's when it all clicks. Like, oh, shit. But okay. can we talk about how inspirational that speech was? Yeah. So good. That made me, as a, as a uh, I don't know when that movie came out. Let me find out real quick. But as, a, as like a six-year-old, I wanted to get a gun and go kill any fucking alien that came to our planet. Christ. Give me a fucking gun and a fucking plane ticket. People are going to fucking die. Yeah. Um, Guys, if something happens to me, it was Derek. If something, <laughs> if something happens to Nate, it's because he was talking too much. If That's something what happens. happens to Nate, it was me. Yeah. <laughs> Tell my parents. Yeah. Why you put that on me? That's my number two. Um, I love me some Bill Pullman. Billy I just Pol- feel like we will not go quietly into the night. What are those brothers' names? The fucking Matthews brothers? Uh, that's the, not the right one. Joey Lawrence. That's Lawrence not, brothers. No, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the that's middle not, Lawrence brother. No, it's not. You're high. Look it up. Look it up right now. I'll do it. 
I Matthew do Lawrence, Joey nope. Lawrence. It's not. It's not a Lawrence and, brother. And Bubsy Lawrence. <laughs> Fuck. Are you looking it up? I hate you. <laughs> Bubsy was the young one. James Duvall. Yeah, close to fucking Bubsy Lawrence. Lisa Jacob though was the girl, and do we remember where she's from? Lisa Jacob. We've talked about her before in one of our podcasts. No. Derek had a boner for her. No. No. Dad, is that you? What? Everything's been really hard since our dad left. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's my girl, yeah. Lydia. Yep. She needs to quit playing games. Just give it Lisa up. Lisa Jacob. She plays the girl. Who is the daughter of Randy Quaid. But she was also in Mrs. Doubtfire. Vivica A. Fox is Will Smith's stripper fiance. Duh. Is that That's his real so son good. in the movie? Uh, who? No. Who's his boy? It's not his boy. It's her boy. Mm, we'll see. Ross Bagley. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah. It's a very inspirational. The energy is good. <clears throat> We're all gonna die. What number are we on right now? Two. Or you're on one now. I'm on one? Yeah. Okay. You are on one. Uh, I would just like to preface this by saying this monologue won this actor an Oscar. Okay. Ha <clears throat> ha, you motherfuckers. Okay. All right. I'm putting cases on all you bitches. Ah, I almost put this huh? on. You think you can do this to me? You motherfuckers will be playing basketball in Pelican Bay when I get finished with you. Shoe program. 23-hour lockdown. I'm the man up in this piece. You'll never see the light. Who the fuck you think you fucking with? I'm the police. I'll run shit around here. You just live here. Yeah, that's right. You better walk away. Go on and walk away because I'm going to burn this motherfucker down. And then the best fucking line of all time is, King Kong ain't got shit on me. That's right. That's right. Shit. I don't fuck. I'm winning anyway. I'm winning. I'm winning any motherfucking way. I can't lose. Yeah, you can shoot me, but you can't kill me. Jake! And then he does that, and then he puts that cigarette in his mouth and does that dance on the fucking crowd. <laughs> on the fucking damn... Oh, that, that... Can we talk about just five seconds before that speech happens? You shot me in the ass. <laughs> oh, give me the money, Jake. Yeah. I need the money. I need the money. I want that, that, when he's getting into that self-delusion of... You can't kill me. I'm winning anyway. Tell our listeners what we're talking about. Oh, fucking training day. It's the end of training day. Denzel again. Denzel Washington again. One best actor for this fucking role. And it should have gone to him. Um, that's when his world, if, for, if you haven't seen the fucking movie, you've been under a fucking rock, that's when his whole world comes crashing down and his whole neighborhood, air quotes, neighborhood turns on him. Oh God, that would be so terrifying. As, as, a, as a white as man, him. Ethan Hawke. Who oh, has, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Are you talking about the Russians killing him at the end? Or are you, what, what, what part, what's her, what's her no, part? Uh, if Being I, in Denzel's position? If I were, yeah, Denzel, one who... I, I kind of ran my little city, but no one liked me. Like, I ran it. Use intimidation and force yeah. in your power. Exactly. Listen, all that is a bedtime story compared to what Ethan Hawke goes through at the Mexican's house. Oh, hell fucking yeah. That is the most terrifying part of that movie. Uh, I agree put him completely. In the bathtub, yeah. And they're going to kill him. Yeah. I'd oh. be. I'd be. I would. 
Terrified. Defecate. When, when, <laughs> when he slowly starts putting it together, hey, you ever had your shit pushed in? And they're all fucking talking to him? Dude, the, when, when the dude that's looking out the window looks and sees the car pull away and then just react like he gets so much more comfortable just sitting there. Yeah. Oh, that, yes, I agree. It would be terrifying. But back to Denzel. If I was a dirty cop that ran my block like we were talking about with force and no one liked me and then uh, the I'm in a losing situation. Turn. Yeah, I'm in yeah. a losing. And to see everybody just circling you. But what that'd I, be scary. What I love about that scene, though, too, is that there are, like, there's seconds of that where you feel like they're going to turn on him, you know, where that guy grabs the gun and says, Jake, we got your back and yeah, lets yeah. him go. And you think that they're all going to literally, like, jump him. And then right after that, everybody is just like, they're not scared of him. Yeah. They're just like, fuck this guy. Fuck they start walking guy. away and they turn away from him. And that and that's when he that's, says, go on and walk away because yeah. I'm going to burn this motherfucker yeah. down. Yeah, and that to me is like such a fucking roller coaster because he's so high mm-hmm. on power. Yeah. And still, even in the most vulnerable spot, high on power. Then there's a fucking yeah. hair of a second where he's afraid that he's gonna get his fucking shit kicked in mm-hmm. and then immediately no one cares yeah. and that to me is probably the most like damning of it all that nobody cares about you yeah nobody gives a shit what you're doing i'd rather when, go home when it first starts tipping into ethan hawk's favor when uh the term he uses he goes uh first damu that puts a cap into him i'll make you a rich man Saying, basically saying, shoot Ethan Hawke. Yeah, I'll pay you. Make I'll you pay rich. you. And the, the fucking dude with the do-rag takes two steps, puts the gun on the ground. Yeah. You got us all twisted up, homie. You got to put your own work in here. Yeah. Oh, it's like that? Yeah, it's like that. Yeah. And fucking walks away. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so fucking good. That's a, it's a great scene. Yeah. Great scene. As a white dude, if... Uh, if I was in that situation, if I was Ethan Hawke now, put in that. If you were Jake. <laughs> yeah. And they said, Jake, I got your back. Best oh, night. No, like, right? I'm that, fucking yeah. on a... That's afterwards. After, and then he uh, fucking picks his same gun up that he puts down. Go ahead and bounce, Jake. You got your back. Yeah. 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 Oh, God. What? I'd be like, mm, fuck yeah. What? Yeah. Fuck yeah, you got my back. Oh, you motherfucker. Yeah. 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 Oh, God. I would feel so good, though. So good. I'd be like, you know what? I would love him to, like, you guys. segue. I knew I liked yeah. you. I would love him to segue into the Peter Griffin. Are we cool, G? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, just looking for the power. <laughs> All right. Oh, my just God. All right. Are we cool, G? Oh, oh that's right. too good. Oh, but yeah, that's my number one. That um, it's a it's a rifle number one. Yeah, that's uh, it's a wonderful scene. He uh, just he, the emotional breakdown he has, where he's still try, he's just trying to hold what he once was, but you know it's slipping through his fingers. And then he at the end he looks up uh, Ava. Uh, is it Ava Longoria? Eva, Eva Longoria. No, it's Ava Mendez. Oh, Eva Mendez. As Ava yeah. Mendez is watching with her little boy, and they watch him like yeah, yeah, yeah. lose all of his yeah. street cred and his status, and then they look. So he loses everything in that yeah. scene, and uh, just him as a one last stand of, I oh, fuck, I'm still the man. It's twenty three hour lockdown, struggle of power. Yeah, 
Yeah. And just all that fleeting power. And Grasping then, for it. And yeah. And without even saying a word, Jake just walks away knowing that he wins with that bag of money over his shoulder. And he's out of the hood. And it's good. So, yeah, that's my number They one. got his back. Yeah. Go on, Jake, go on and bounce, homie. We've got your back. Oh, God. Right then, I'd be like, oh, what? I'd, I'll kill everybody. You Tell know, me who. I knew, Point him out. I knew I liked you. <laughs> yeah. I knew it. You just, you know, I got your back too, man. It would just be a mix of Peter Griffin. Just all friends. <laughs> Peter Griffin mixed with fucking Forrest Sorry to interrupt you, Black Panther. Oh my God. <laughs> you cool, G? Huh? All right. I'm so glad I dipped my pen in the company. Yeah. Wendell, I'll talk to you later. We'll play Bones later. Yeah. Right, you guys, I'm looking at, I need my haircut later. Three, three on three on Tuesday, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Hey, I'll bring, uh, yeah, I'll bring, I'll bring some, uh, some tunes. We can, uh, you know, hang out. Rain, man. Yeah. <laughs> White chocolate. Uh, um, yeah. That's, uh, one of my favorite movies of all time. It's one of my favorite uh, performances of all time. So that's my number one. So my number one, I feel like I should read with an accent. But then I'm thinking about it. I'm like, God, but I feel like I'm just going to be into a really bad accent. Do it. Do it. Do it. So up. Because I felt like I, I, I brought it with the training day one. And I, I felt like I did the opposite with the Jaws one. And I felt like <laughs> I was just fucking nailing that one in. <laughs> and I hated that one. So give, give me what you got. Give, give me what you got. Give me what you got. Shut the fuck up. All right. I'm going to try it. But it may be a really bad accent. All right. So. Give us like a. Now, if one were to... Nope. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, no. no, this has to be a fucking glorious bastard. Hans that? Yeah. Now, if one were to determine what attribute the German people share with a beast, it would be the cunning and the predatory instinct of a hawk. But if one were to determine what attributes the Jews will share with the beast, it would be that of the rat. If a rat were to walk in here right now as I'm talking, would you treat it with a saucer of your delicious milk? Probably not. I didn't think so. You don't like them. You don't really know why you don't like them. All you know is that you find them repulsive. Consequently, a German soldier conducts a search of a house suspected of hiding Jews. Where does the hawk look? He looks in the barn, he looks in the attic, he looks in the cellar, he looks everywhere he would to, he would hide, but there's so many places it would never occur to a hawk to hide. However, the reason the Führers brought me off my Alps in Austria and placed me in French cow country today is because it does occur to me, because I'm aware what tremendous feats human beings are capable of once they abandon dignity. There's more to that. He continues on, but that's the meat of it. This was so close to making my list. The That's the beginning of the movie. Right. It comes in with the music, the shots of the landscape, comes into the... It shows the girl kind of from a distance. I think she's at the well getting water yeah, or something. something. She's doing something. Shoshana. And, no, no, no. Shoshana's the one that runs. The three daughters. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Adieu, Shoshana. Yeah. Yeah, so no. we're talking about Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, this is one of the most tense scenes I've ever seen in my life, especially when he starts crying because he know he just so he knows he's been caught. He not only he just knows he's he knows he's been caught, but that's not what it is. He knows he's just getting out like 
he's just so out thought out thought out everything well and he's giving up lives like he yeah. is sad i i he he he's a good human and he's making him feel he's manipulating him right but but th- there's a whole there's a dance they do there's a whole dance they do and then it comes and centralizes on one point and that's when hans goes you're harboring enemies of the state are you not the dance too seems very like a dance. It's back and forth. Yeah. Like you're like, oh, okay, he's kind of got him. Oh, he doesn't know. Oh, he does know. And then he just drops it, and drops you're like, he knew the whole time. Yeah, it's the that yeah. that like your heart sinking. Like and, and, oh, and no. that, that I don't know what that dude's name is, but the guy on the other side of the table fucking brings it, nails it, nails this. Uh, performance and when he starts crying and he just because he can barely hold it together but when he's crying and he says yes like that to his question and I don't know what other questions he asked after this but he says yes like three or four times like he's finally like okay you have me beat you have these people I'm trying yeah. to keep safe yeah that's such an evil fucking scene that so we discussed the scene before this Hans Landa made my number one on the villains list in this scene is in this speech almost made <laughs> my this scene almost made my list tonight it's so sinister and it's so manipulative and it's so awful it's it's compelling it, is it it's, <laughs> it's compelling yeah, yeah, yeah. uh and putting it at the the beginning of the movie so tense and also that Christoph Waltz again made your villains list yeah number one is the character he plays is just the absolute epitome of evil and the way he does that scene so calmly and so in control of everything his movements how he's saying things the transition from uh, French, Languages, yeah. French to English. Yeah. Do you speak he, English? He's almost like if Hannibal Lecter was in the SS. Yeah, it was, okay, he so was like a, a it was like a snake, like yeah. a snake. But but he's hypnotizing. But when I make when I make that correlation, because he's almost he's getting off on the fact that he's winning. Yes. Yeah. Especially when he's doing the the one more time Gorlami. And then he yeah. fucking la- when when he laughs in the face of uh, Diane Kruger when she's Which, like oh, talking about the ski accident yeah yeah and because he knows he's winning and he knows exactly what's going on he's the smartest man in the room yeah that scene though everything that it goes through that whole dance the him coming out on top is like I know dude you're fucked yeah all of that sets up that character so well for the rest of the movie to where whenever he's on screen you're like oh shit like yeah it makes the cream you're the creme, yeah that yeah. little interaction 10 times worse because you he's already been in a situation where he's almost interrogating this person and you're like he's gonna win again and you're, you're afraid that he's gonna find out that shoshana is the one that was at the house right that's like, what i mean yeah there's so many things that you get like so uptight about and it, it's a that's a perfect description of it it sets the tone for that character throughout the whole entire movie Every single time he comes in again, you are like, oh, fuck. I like, want to say uh, Christopher Waltz was nominated for... Christoph Waltz. Christoph, <laughs> Christoph Waltz was nominated for uh, Oscar for that role. I, I hope think so. He was too. Uh, let, me, let me check real quick because it's... Why the fuck wouldn't he be? That, and that, at the end of that uh, whole scene or whatever you want, 
when he switches back to French and says, like, I, I don't know, I can't remember if music is, not music, but, like, tones are playing at all. Oh, up, tones. But something is happening. Everything just gets more and more tense as he's almost giving this, like, operatic speech of saying goodbye in this French and then yeah. something adieu and yeah. adieu and they start just fucking do 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 and that oh. to me is like classic Tarantino let yeah me, let me uh interject and so fuck dramatic. myself he wasn't nominated he won oh for yeah. this movie right. and he won for his other no, role so he nominated and he won <laughs> he was he won for his other role in Tarantino's movie he won both Performance by an actor in a supporting role for Django and Inglorious Bastards. Good. As he should. As yeah. he fucking Phenomenal. should. So, Inglorious Bastards was the first time I ever was introduced to Christoph Waltz. Yeah, me too. Yes. Yeah. I think a lot was, of people. Yeah. Absolutely stunned. Yeah. He, so impressed. Yes. So, so impressed. His everything. His face. The face he makes, that smile he makes when he says, that's a bingo. Yeah. Oh. That's, it's just this big square like almost but clownish his his looks are still like attractive though like it's oh, yeah, still yeah, yeah. like he's sinister but he's still like you want to see what he's going to do yeah. like he's like that he's evil not sales repulsive him, yeah, yeah, yeah. him as a villain and Javier Bardem as villains are on another fucking level yeah Javier Bardem is short in the long places. Give me, give me a movie but, okay, where so, those both are brothers and they're villains. So I love <laughs> that in *Inglorious Bastards*, he's obviously pure fucking evil. I love that he still was able to. To this is just a fucking testament to his acting chops. You fucking love him as the Doctor Schultz Can- in in Django. Like he, but he still got that charm, that fucking smarts. Yeah, it's that devilish, like persona. Yeah, that attractive thing that's a negative that's gonna kind of fuck you over. It's so good. It is. That speech. I that speech is haunting. It is. It really is. And it makes everything else again for the rest of the movie just that much more like. <gasps> it sets the tone so fucking good. It's crazy. I love it. Great number one. Great. Fantastic. <laughs> okay. I wish I could have done that accent. <laughs> okay. Are you guys ready for my number one? Brenda hates her list. <laughs> I actually didn't hate my list this time. <laughs> I did three hours ago, but that was before I made it. Um, Derek, are you ready? Yeah. All right. Uh, what my associate is trying to say is our new brake pads are really cool. You're not even going to believe it. <laughs> like, let's say you're driving along the road of the family. <laughs> you're driving along, you're driving along, la da da all of a sudden their truck tire in the middle of the road and you hit the brakes whoa that was close (laughs) now let's see what happens when you're driving with the other guys brake pads you're driving along you're driving along kids start shouting in the backseat I gotta go to the bathroom daddy not now damn it truck tire 
I can't stop. There's a clip. Ah, and your family screaming, oh my God, we're burning alive. No, I can't fill my legs. In comes the meat wagon. Woo, woo. And the medic comes out and says, oh my God. New guy's around the corner puking his guts out. All because you wanted to save a couple extra pennies. By choosing the other guy's <laughs> bread pads. Get out. Out! Yeah. You know what's funny is another scene from this movie made my honorable mentions. Tommy Boy is my favorite comedic movie of all time. I fucking love it. That fucking scene is so fucking funny. I love that he pulls out the lighter and actually then lights he, it on fire. He doesn't even sign his lighter. It's the guy's lighter. <laughs> it's just sitting on... He's fucking lights his like classic car model on fire. <laughs> In comes me, wagon. Woo! Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. It's so good. I love that David Spade just sits there the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> They were my fave. One of my get the hell out of here. Get out. Leave out. out. Get the hell out of here. It's so fucking good. There's so many fucking... There's so many things in that movie to me. Like little it, bits and pieces and monologues that are so funny to me. That's Your dad could sell ketchup popsicle white... Or woman... A ketchup popsicle to a woman in white gloves. Yeah, I would just like to interject and say I've used that in uh, a job interview. I got the job. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Ketchup popsicles? <laughs> Pretty sure you said that like two casts ago. Yeah. <laughs> Did I? Yeah. Batman alert. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's so funny to me. And what? That speech to me was when fucking Chris Farley went so off the rails. Like it was before he got control. And the 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 obviously there's the fucking speech where he convinces Helen to sell him the chicken wings. That was gonna be that one's so good. And then the one where he convinces the first guy to buy the brake pads. Yeah. <laughs> it, it it's so good. It's so entertaining. He's so fucking funny. And it's granted it's a movie, but when David Spade tells him like your dad had that. Like you have that. You could talk to people like yeah. You have the same thing your dad has, and when it clicks for him, it's like, oh hell yeah, here yeah, we go, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. It's so good. It's so fucking yes. funny. <laughs> Is that I'm all you have reading. to say? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. What are you reading? It's so funny. <laughs> My honorable mentions. Sorry. All their, uh, all the hotel scenes too with them. Come on, let's celebrate. He jumps on the fucking bed. <laughs> Fat guy in a little Take it off, dickhead. I'm serious. Rumor is he used to actually do that to Spade all the time in the SNL offices. Yeah, yeah. And that's where that came from. <laughs> Take it off, dickhead. I'm serious. Yeah. <laughs> they were one of my favorite pairs. Absolutely. I thought they were so good together. What do you, what, okay, let me ask you this. Better buddy road trip movie. Dumb and Dumber. Or Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy. To me. Tommy Boy. Really? Yeah. Tommy Boy's my favorite. Wow. I not that's not to dim light on Dumb and Dumber. I, I honestly don't know which way I can lean. I know for sure that I like Tommy Boy more. Like I love Tommy Boy. That movie to me, it granted Dumb and Dumber makes me laugh so much too. Tommy Boy is consistent 
100% every single time I watch it. I fucking die. So what you do is so big. Dude, we're going to be doing, we're brothers. We're going to yeah. be doing lots of dumb stuff together. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Rob <laughs> Yeah, Rob is such a cock. Oh, baby. he's the worst. I don't know. Maybe you could find something a little more dangerous to do. Yeah. Oh, oh. all you can handle, bro. <laughs> Turns up the music. Oh, my Belly God. option on two, on two. Ready? Right? Son of a... These boots are more worth more than your life. <laughs> Get me! me! <laughs> Fucking A. What, um, what was on your guys' honorable mentions? Ugh, I had a few have good a ones. Lot. You always have a lot. Uh, uh, okay, Hans Land out of Grim and Glorious Bastards was the first one off my um, my runner-ups. But my next one, Dr. Evil in the very first um, uh, Austin Powers when he's in the therapy session. With he's, Scott. He, he's talking about his parents. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, my wife was a French pro or my mother was a French 15-year-old French prostitute. I was, when I was in, uh, was like, when I was insulin, I was put in a burlap sack and beaten with reeds. <laughs> so fucking stupid, but yeah. it's so funny. But that, that is such a great fucking... Uh... Monwag. It's so good. Yeah. But everyone forgets that he has a role in a glorious bastard too. I know. Have a drink. It's in the globe. He plays Hitler, doesn't he? No. He plays the strategist. Oh, that's right. Whoever plays Hitler kills it in a glorious bastard. That's right. Nine, 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 nine. Yeah. yeah. I Is love that it. Mike Myers. At... Oh no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Robin Williams. Uh, speech in Goodwill Hunting to Will, um, when he goes off about um, like what he knows about life and what he doesn't. Um, do you guys know what speech I'm talking about? Yes. Yep. About same movie. Uh, the you like apple speech? Yeah. Or the fuck? Oh, uh, you regurgitate your Gordon Wood? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Charlie. It, when he talk, when he starts going in on his wife and love, and he's like, "You don't know about real loss because that only occurs when you love something more than you love yourself." And I doubt you'd ever dared to love anybody that much. I look at you; I don't see an intelligent, confident man. I see a cocky, scaredless, shitless kid. It's so good. Yeah, so I good. love seeing Robin Williams and fucking he had that a, role. He had so good. A hundred more good roles in him. Oh, so good. Uh, Walter, for Donnie's eulogy, made my fucking runner up for sure. Um, John Coffey explaining to Tom Hanks' character <sighs> why it was okay for him to kill him. Yeah. Heartbreaking. Yeah. Absolutely heartbreaking. Green Watch, Mile? Yeah. yeah, from the Green Mile when he is tired, tired, he feels lonely, and he feels tired of seeing the ugliness in people and the way he says that it's like a piece it's like pieces of glass in my head. Yeah, I'm tired of watching people be ugly to each other. Yeah. I'm tired of the ugliness. It's talking about a movie that makes you cry every time. Oh totally. Yeah. Beautiful um, movie. Amazing that, movie. So check this out. Check, um, check, check. That's one of the best roles, surprise roles that I've seen from uh, Michael Clark Duncan. He was nominated for best, he was nominated for Best Supporting Actor, didn't get it. Same year, Joaquin Phoenix was nominated for Best Supporting Actor in Gladiator, didn't get it. 
Huh. Who won? I think um, uh, Benicio Del Toro did for traffic. Oh, shit. Um, yeah. Benicio. But the, f- the fact that he beat both of those. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, John Coffey's role, it was so good. Oh, uh, just so fucking heartbreaking. It is absolutely heartbreaking. What else you got? Uh, uh, I, was right. I have one more. So I'm going to read this and I'm going to see if you guys know this one because it's one of my favorite monologues and I almost put this on my list. One time my cousin Walter got his cat stuck up his ass. True story. He bought it at our local mall. So the whole fiasco wound up on the news. It was embarrassing for my relatives and all, but next week he did it again. Different cat, same result. Complete with another trip to the emergency room. So, I run into him a week later in the mall, and he's buying another cat. And I says to him, Jesus, Walt, what are you doing? You know you're just going to get that cat stuck up your ass, too. Why don't you knock it off? And he says to me, Brody, how the hell else am I supposed to get the gerbil out? My cousin was a weird guy. Is that Mallrats? Yes. (laughs) That is Jason Lee as Brody in Mallrats. I fucking, that's the opening line. (laughs) <laughs> That's the intro to the movie. I fucking love that movie so much. It's so good. Yeah. It's so, so good. Um, Nate, what do you got? Let me, here, let me go first, because I got one, and I know you got fucking 13. Got <laughs> like 10. Mine's, mine's not even, it's, I, this didn't make my list because it wasn't a monologue. And when I look, when I look at, like, the script, it's not even, uh, it's not even that good as words on a page. It's just the way it's delivered. And it's, um, we talked about this earlier. It's, it's when Common is talking to fucking uh, Jeremy Piven and Smoking Aces when everything's falling apart. Mm-hmm. And um, when Common thinks that Buddy's about to give him up to the FBI. And he's like, what'd you say to Mecklen? He's like, what I've always been saying, let's make the fucking deal. And Common has, if you guys know who he is, he has all the, he always is the suave, cool motherfucker that just The guy's always... got a, like a fucking tone of voice that is like butter. Right. And so Jeremy Piven, who's sweating from about to have a drug overdose and he's crying and he says, what I've always been saying, let's make the fucking deal. And then Common, who is the polar opposite, cool as fucking ice, goes... You see, this is one of those rare moments where your ass gets to be completely honest. And if I'm asking you what you said in Mecklen, assume the shit is rhetorical. Assume I already know. And then it just goes on from there. And then five lines later, Common pulls out his gun to kill him. And that's when he fucking flicks that card into his face and cuts him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that whole scene is so fucking good. So, but it's not really a monologue. It's just that conversation. If we're talking top light conversations, I might have made it. But, you know, F and A. Nate, what do you got? The speech from Dead Poets Society. Mm. Robin Williams. So good. A few good men. Oh, Jack yeah. Nicholson. That you is- can't yeah. handle the truth. You weep for Santiago. You love the Marines and everything yeah. they stand for. When I Googled it's everyone's so list, that was on everyone's list. Everybody's. Yeah. Uh, the Blade Runner speech is pretty good. I just recently watched Blade Runner like for the first time a couple years ago and that speech at the end is so good I haven't seen it's that. creepy <gasps> oh, oh, okay you just watched it <laughs> I know but you haven't oh, 
Uh, the newsroom, America's not number one. The intro little monologue he yeah, does. Yeah, that's pretty good. So good. He has so many great speeches in that that yeah. series. That one, though, takes the cake. Because yeah. I feel like it's relevant. And, uh... I, the it's, only relata- reason- it's relatable. Like, it. it's good because you... I don't know. Maybe for it's just me, but you want to believe it, like regardless if you even know any of that's factual at all like yeah you just like yeah we know we're not we're not the best we're just right. arrogant and cocky and we think we are and uh yeah i don't know i just really like that one the only reason it wasn't on my list because we've talked about the newsroom on a couple of these yeah i kept it up uh the great dictator one from charlie chaplin back in the day that one's more just, That's, it's one of the most motivational speeches. Oh my lord. Is that the one where he plays Hitler? Yeah. I have not seen that, but I know about it. I haven't seen it either, I just know the speech from it. It's, I mean, it's pretty famous and it's good. I'll check it out. Uh, the King of the Jungle speech from uh, Pool Hall Junkies. Uh... That Christopher Walken does about the lion. It's they used it on a LeBron promo for the finals a couple years ago, or uh, maybe it was just the playoffs. But Christopher Walken does this speech where he he's basically tells a story about how a lion, like he's this king of the jungle, he's laying down in this, you know, he's hot, he's tired, he's not moving until the hyenas come up and they start like nipping at him. And then he has to get up and show them who the king of the jungle really is. Mm-hmm. They did this with the LeBron video of like highlights of him going into the playoffs that oh gave me awesome. chills the first time I saw it because it was oh it it might have been the finals because it was when he was playing the Warriors and when he, he's doing the speech it shows LeBron like getting tired and I think it's the season they they went down three to one uh-huh. and he came back and won uh-huh. I think it was going into game six or seven yeah. And it just has this. He's talking about the line. It shows LeBron getting tired and shit. And then the hyenas are all Golden State, like, going off. And then it shows LeBron, like, <laughs> it goes into the lion part of has to get up and show him who the king of the jungle really is. That's awesome. Whew. Okay. Uh, I got I got one more, actually. And I forgot about this one. Um, I'm going to read it to you guys. And I know, I don't think you guys are going to get it to the very end. But let me say his character name, and I still don't think you guys are going to get it. His name is Stacker Pentecost. Does that ring a bell to you guys? No. A little bit. The Pentecost says. Today. Today, at the edge of our hope, at the end of our time, we have chosen not only to believe in ourselves, but in each other. Today, there is not a man nor woman in here that shall stand alone. Not today. Today, we face the monsters that are at our door and bring the fight today to them. Today, we are canceling the apocalypse. What what is wrong? You're looking at Nate like because <laughs> I, I know it's on the tip of his finger. That yeah. that's the famous line. It, he says it with a bunch of vibrato. Today yeah. we're canceling the apocalypse. Is apocalypse now? No, no. It's like a. <laughs> it's Idris Elba in Pacific Rim. That's what it is. No. God yeah. damn it! I knew it was an alien movie. <laughs> it's fucking. That, yeah. that's my that's my other one. But that one's good. Yeah, he kills that shit. I have a couple more. Just all uh, quick fire. Uh, the Tommy Boy sales one, the nice. one where he uh, gets the chicken, the chicken wings. wings. Yeah. yeah, it's so good. I'm like Jojo, the eating a circus boy with a pretty new pet. 
Uh, the Rocky Balboa one, how many times, it's not about how many, how hard you can hit, but how hard you can get hit yeah. and still get back up or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. That one's really good. Uh, and The Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, I almost put that one on there. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me, Clarice. With oh. your nice bag and your God. cheap shoes. Yeah, with your good bag. Yeah. God. Such a crazy fucking... Is it the sterileness that he, we talked about yeah. this when we talked about the villains? But my lord, yeah, so uh, good. And then the last one is that uh, from Rock and Roll again. It's a cigarettes one, and that Johnny Quid, the artist dude, sits down. He's there's something with a painting. They have a painting that was stolen from his dad, and he's with his little junkie friend, and they're having this conversation back and forth uh, as they're heading to the bar, and then they get to the bar, and he sits down at the piano, and he goes. You see that pack of killing sticks at the end, a pack of cigarettes. He's like, everything you need to know about the life is packaged within those four walls. And he starts comparing the pack of cigarettes and the cigarettes to like how life, like the outside is the, the allure of fame and fortune that looks beautiful. And the, but on the flip side, your brain sees the black and white. These are killing you. And you know that it actually is killing you. And it's, as he's doing the speech, he's playing the piano, and it's cutting back and forth between. It's a part in the movie where one of the main mob boss dudes gets caught by a uh, like Russian or Ukrainian guy that he's been doing business with, and he hasn't been fucking him over. But in the movie, it seems like he is, and it cuts between the speech and this dude getting beat the shit out of on a golf course by himself. They're just the Russian dude beating the shit out of the English guy. And just cutting back and forth between him, Jeez. like talking about life being this cigarette box, and this guy getting his god, getting his fill, getting getting his fucking. It's very good. I said that. Um, this is off topic, but since you said get your fill, I said that to the passenger on the plane the other day. In first class. Yeah. He wanted. He wanted more. Uh, IPA. I was like, get your film, man. <laughs> get your film. That's what you're here for. Um, so I think good. we all used movies. Yeah. There is a TV show that uh, made my honorable mention, though, and it's Walter White. Oh. When his wife is, uh, they have this conversation. She's like, I don't know who you are anymore. I don't know what you are. And he's like, you know when you're scared at night and, and you hear a knock at the door? I'm the one who knocks. Yeah. I Ooh. am the danger. The shiver. Ooh. Yeah. I'm the one who knocks. That's fucking creepy. Yeah. Jesus. And then he growled. Yeah. yeah. I'm the fucking one around here. Let's go to Jack in the Box now, bitch. Gross. <laughs> so that's our that's our five. You got uh, you got anything you want to throw at us? Um, Top five, you know, speeches, monologues, fucking inspirational. I mean, I'm pretty sure Mr. Feeney should have been on there somewhere. Yeah. You know? Oh, class dismissed. Right. Mr. Feeney. God. Um, but I love yeah, you all. Class you, dismissed. You, when he says that, ugh. if you have anything better than what we have to offer, let us know. Last month's maxim: Chaz Michael Michaels is figure skating. <laughs> Boom. Duly noted. I'm also pretty proud of our list, guys. This was this was I didn't plan on this tonight, but this was a fun game that we played. Yeah, we didn't yes. have a lot of the like normal, you know. No. Like a lot of my honorable mentions were the normal. Are you, do you, yeah. Do you mean we didn't have anything from Beetlejuice or Batman? 
The Joker's one of the Jokers probably should have made it too. Yeah. Oh no, when he's talking about I don't want to kill you. Yeah. yeah. Well, and all the stories of yeah. you remind me of my father. Oh my god. You know I have my father. You know how I have these cars. Yeah. Or or so, the whole Brian Douglas come here. thing. Come here. Yeah. Come here. Ah! Well, hello, beautiful. God damn. Yeah. Um, Damn it, Creed. I've been up since three. (laughs) Yeah. Let's put a smile on it. Whoa. Awesome, Creed. (laughs) Um, Fuck, when Gabe is dressed as Lady Gaga and he's trying to give that fucking speech. Uh, As you can tell from my poker face. (laughs) Um, 3%. I fucking love Gabe. Okay, that's it. Um, Top five. You know, I don't even want you to hit the IG. Fuck off. How about that? I think he you wants still to. Yeah, he's playing hard to get. Am I playing hard to get? You know what I think? I Someone, though, give us a... I want a suggestion list. I would like someone to suggest a... Somebody give us one. Yeah, just one. Give us one We're good suggestion. We're so desperate right now. We need to cut off. No, you're desperate already. Right? Yeah, I don't care. I'll be desperate. Yeah. Come on, baby. I'll, Come I'll, on, just one. Just I'll, one. I'll be a one. dog. Give me a little pee pee. Yeah, just a little pee pee. <laughs> Just one suggestion. That's Anyways, all I want. fuck off. Thanks, Larry. Appreciate you. Thank you, Larry. Right. Say it like you mean it. Right, God. Larry. You don't even give a good speech. Baby. Larry Weir. He could. You know, he could. All right, guys. Um, yeah, I already used him, but um, the fucking speech at the uh, uh, from you know Die Hard. That would have been a good one. We're out later. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> Goodbye. Fuck you. Stop that.